Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe, eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Some people see a dumpster fire and do nothing but watch the spectacle. Some are too scared to face the danger, or they think it will benefit them if they just let it keep on burning. Others shrug and say, oh, all this talk of a dumpster fire, it's just fake news. What up? There is an inferno raging. Have we started the fire? Yes, the fire rises. It is a dumpster fire. We need somebody to put it out. And it goes a little something like this. Like my asshole. Tether the fork, tether the fork, the mother sucker. Tether the fork, the sucker. We want the fork. Yeah, want the fork. I'll be the fork. What you want to be when you grow up? I want to be rich. Oh, I want to be rich. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. In a world where fantasy shows suck, here's one that doesn't suck as much. Funkin' Fantasy with Luigi Curto. Well, it's going to be determined how much we do suck, but we're we're a bit above we're a bit above average suck, but a bit below the best suck you've ever had in your life, which is a good thing. If you ask, you know, some people in certain places of the country and certain places of the city. Never mind. This is getting bad real quick. Joe Quillen is in the house right now. Joe Quillen chilling with me for the first part of this program because uh, Dr. Catfish Charlie's stuck in a little bit of traffic coming from wherever the hell he's coming from and can't be here on time. But Joe's going to sit here and he's going to hang out with me. He's going to enjoy some of the, uh, the food here. What do we got? Mozzarella. You got the Joe, oh, you got the Joe Rufino special going on. You got the mozzarella, lo- mozzarella logs. They're not sticks here at Moonshine. And you got some fry action. My buddy Ryan Hasse from the Fifth, Fifth Quarter Podcast is going to be joining us a little bit later on. He's going to talk a little Sixers with us coming in live in studio. We will see if he brought my damn jersey. His kids owe me a basketball, a Sixers jersey, for a freaking year and a half now. And he still, hasn't, he still doesn't have my jersey. I don't know if they're still sewing it together or he's just being a douche and not bringing it for me. But we're going to talk to Ryan a little bit and figure that out. we got tons of stuff to get into tonight. We're going to break down last week's AFC-NFC Championship games, which were questionable, to say the least. All right. We're going to fast forward, talk a little about the Super Bowl coming up. We got Luigi versus the listeners. 
We also, we have the, uh, the Hall of Fame inductees were, in, were uh, introduced just shortly ago, and we'll break that news right now. Roy Halladay, former Toronto Blue Jay and Philadelphia Philly, announced 85 point, I think 6% of the vote, gets him in to the Hall of Fame. So Halladay into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Roy passed away short time ago, and he won't be able to be present for this situation. But uh, the writers and the, the baseball analysts out there felt that he belonged in the Hall of Fame, and he was a surefire first ballot, can't miss guy, okay? Uh, second player to ever throw a no-hitter in the postseason game. Almost a perfect game. And I was at that game. You were at that game. Well, good for you, buddy. I was watching it on TV. Now, also, another one, another legend goes into the Hall of Fame. The first person ever... With 100% of the vote, unprecedented, Mariana Rivera is the only player in the history of Major League Baseball to ever be voted in with 100% of the vote. Let that sink in, people. You're talking Willie Mays. You're talking Hank Aaron. You're talking Babe Ruth. You're talking DiMaggio, Mantle, Garrick, all the greats. And Rivera is the first person to ever get in with a hundred percent vote. I, I I can't understand that's never happened before. Joe Rafino checking in right now. You know, Torpedo Joe. We know him on this program, and Joe's a baseball aficionado, so he might be able to chime in with this uh, as well. And you can also by ca- calling in at six one nine nine two four nine eight seven four six one nine nine two four nine eight seven four. And again, we're talking a little bit about the, the the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame announcing some of its inductees this year, and. Again, Rivera getting in with 100% of the vote. If you think about some of the, the legends in this game, and, you know, when I mentioned the names Mantle, Roof, Garrick, Mays, none of them 100% of the vote. But yet, Mariano Rivera, the closer, gets in? Yeah, because um, you have 652 saves. He's won, he's won, what was it, like five or six World Series right. rings? And and he did it all with one pitch. Yeah, he did it with one. And that's why I got to ask this question. For, and I'm going to put it, in, it, it even with the, in the category of hitters and pitchers. And you can disagree with me if you like. But I got to say that Mariana Rivera might have been the most dominating player in any sport. Seriously, I, I think he may have been the most dominating player to ever play a sport. No one could ever just come in and shut it down and just end a game. He was unbeatable. He was literally unbeatable. I mean, you're talking Federer back in the day, Tiger Woods, back, all those things. One-on-one, I think if you were to put Tiger Woods up against any other golfer, Woods would win a majority of the time, Right. If you were to put Jordan against any other basketball player, Jordan probably win a majority of the time, right? Right. If you were to put Federer up against any other tennis player, Federer, again, and so on and so on. But if you were to put Mariano Rivera against any other person at any point in time, Rivera wins. And the stats don't lie. I mean, how many runs has he given up in the postseason? Less than 10 total? Yeah, it's less, less runs. Uh, less earned runs than men on the moon. That's, in, that's insane. It is. That's insane. And, and me, and me I, I talked to a guy who spent a lot of time on the moon, or at least in outer space, that is. That's a hell of an accomplishment. It all is. right? Now, last week, I got some serious breaking news to get into, and I can't believe this actually happened. 
but it took over two months. The streak stops at six. Ladies and gentlemen, the listeners unthrown me last week in the category of bald, of, of, uh, of bald athletes. They, they, they laid a thumping on me in the Luigi versus the listeners fantasy showdown. I can't bl- I think it was rigged. All right. I think it was something to do with the, I think I was getting uh, follically discriminated against. I think that's what it is. But again, I got to tip my cap. I'm going to give you guys a roaring round of applause. The listeners were able to uh, go ahead and beat me. So this week, you know I'm coming with a vengeance. All right. And in honor of uh, Tom Brady getting ready to enter his ninth Super Bowl appearance, which is uh, it, it's 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 amazing to think about it. Okay, when you really sit down and think about it, he is, he's going into his ninth Super Bowl has a chance for a sixth ring. So tonight's Luigi versus listeners fantasy showdown will be famous people named Tom, Tommy, or Thomas, excluding Tom Brady. You can't use Tom Brady. You go fictional. You can go non-fictional, but you can't use Tom Brady. Now, normally the first pick is made by Jason Nemroff which is the, the official Nemi pick of the Funkin' Fantasy draft. But Nemroff didn't get back to me in time. That's because I got the game to him a little bit late. So unfortunately, there's going to be no pick for him. But fortunately for you, there is no pick for him because normally he kills it for you guys. But Joe Quillen is going to go ahead and make the first pick for the listeners. And you all know how this works. We build a fantasy football team using, using uh, ca- different categories. We use quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, flex defense, kicker. And then we put it up on Funkin' Fancy, at Funkin' Fancy on Twitter later on tomorrow for you folks to go out there and vote on it and screw me over once again. Ryan Hassey just showed up, ladies and gentlemen. Who the fuck is that guy? That is one of the hosts from the, uh, the, the fifth quarter podcast. He's going to come in here and break down some of the Sixers uh, nonsense that's been happening and the, uh, the emergence of Corey Brewer, ladies and gentlemen. Corey Brewer, who has uh, been on just about every NBA team that Khloe Kardashian hasn't been on, which is impressive because she's been on a lot of teams, all right? But Corey Brewer comes in. He's a new Philadelphia 76er. Hassie's here to break it down. We're going to go ahead and make a pick first. We need that out of the way before we get down to the business. And I got other stuff, too, because I might be rich. I might be leaving you guys very soon because before the show started, I purchased one $20 ticket, one lottery ticket, because it's, you know, Punxsutawney Phil's getting ready to come out soon. So Gus, you know, Punxsutawney Gus over here, the second most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania. I bought a $20 ticket, the Million Dollar Cash Club. And right off the bat, I got a winning number. This could be a million dollars. And if it is, this is the last time you will ever hear my voice for free, ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, got, I, I hate to do it, but I got mouths to feed, this one being the most important. And I got other things to do other than talk on the radio. So... I'm going to scratch this live. Actually, I'm not going to scratch it live. Joe Quillen has got the app. So he's going to let me know if I won and how much I did. Well, I did win. He's going to let me know exactly how much I won without even having to scratch. Element of surprise. All right? Element of surprise. And no, I'm not going to be sharing any of this with any of you. So if I won a million dollars, I won a million. Well, it's like six ninety something after taxes. Yeah. So I'm like, guys, I can't really yeah. retire off of that. But I got a good time. Yeah. I got a hell of a good time in Atlanta, which I'll be going to where the players play in two weeks. I'm flying down. Tuesday night, I'll be there. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Radio Row with Tony Bruno, Miss Robin for the Tony Bruno Show. And it's going to be a hell of a, it's going to be a hell of an experience. Last year was off the chain. This time in Atlanta, it'll be off the heezy for sheezy manizy. I promise you. All right. It's going to be now, incredible. Now, if you, now, if this is the big winner, are you going to make it rain at the gold club? I will make it rain regardless, but I will make it 
hail down fire and brimstone. All right? You know how they say don't spend it all in one place? I'm spending it all in one place. All right? Now, we're going to get down to that, but we're going to make the pick first. Actually, you know what? I, I, it's itching me. I got to know. I got to know. Because if I want a million dollars, I'm signing off right now. We're going home. All right? So, Joe, do the honors. Right. Hold on. Make a little drum roll action here, man. I know there's people over here right now anxiously waiting for this because if, because if I won, they can't wait for me to shut up. How much did I win, Joe? $50. What? $50? Yes! Let's give me a roaring round of applause. I know I'll take care of my tab here at Moonshine before I leave. All right. Hey. That's a two-and-a-half two time investment, uh, what you call return on my investment. That's fantastic, all right? I'll take that any time of the week. So unfortunately for you folks, you got to hear me talk a little bit more. But this is the final Funkin' Fantasy of the season. We'll be gone for two weeks, going to Atlanta, Radio Row, we'll come back, be new format, all kinds of stuff going on. As my man uh, Marquise John said, uh, and my boy Randy Moss once said. Straight cash, homie. Of course. Well, once I cash it at my local establishment. Could be 7-Eleven on my way to work tonight. Because you know, that thing's burned a hole in my pocket. Because I got to go, go reinvest those. Because this now is we have one money. So you take that money and you reinvest. Exactly. Right, Joe? Yep. Now, Ryan, you're the, you're the basketball pro professional. But I'm the one over here winning, fan, winning, winning FanDuel tournaments. I just, I, just won a, I just won a FanDuel tournament the other day. I'm not kidding. Finished first place. I had like 4,500 people. Won 2,500 bucks. That's right, brother. It's helping with the moving expenses. It's getting expensive to move. I was, I was going to start getting furniture of like, you know, I'm going to like Facebook Marketplace, right? I'm going to do all these like, oh, I'll try to save some money here, save some money there. I just hit the mother load, man. I'm good. I want 50 bucks of a scratch off. Hit FanDuel for 2,500. Send the new couch. Send the new everything. Fuck it. I don't even care. Everything's brand new. So, um, but yeah, we're going to be doing a whole different form. I might even be bringing some people, take a, take a little break from moonshine, but we'll always be coming back. But I might even be doing a few shows from the apartment, from the new spot, bringing people in, special guest host, put them on the, I got, I got a nice Victorian couch. I'm going to make it a, a nice studio in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Ryan, you can't come until you bring my jersey. And we're going to talk about this live on air. But before we get to that, let's get down to the business. Funk and Fantasy, Luigi versus listeners, the listeners first pick, Joe Quillen's going to make it for him. Joe, who's it going to be? Okay. I want to start with a tall guy. Receiver. Okay. He's a leader, so I want to have him at wide receiver. All right. I'm going Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson's a good pick. It's a good pick, but you got to go outside the box to beat me, and you're in the wrong spot. Whoops. That's all right. That's what she said. <laughs> Plenty of time. I'm taking. I'm going running back early. Now he's small, but he's got stamina. He's got endurance. He's all about positive attitude. This guy just keeps on chugging away. I'm taking Thomas, the tank engine, at running back. Try and stop. I had a feeling you are going You got to go outside the box if you're going to beat me, dude. All right? You can't just stay inside this little realm of normal. You got to go outside it. Thomas, the tank engine. All right, let's get into last week's stuff. Two games. That's all that was there. James Brown checking in. Good evening. Good evening to you, James. One of these days, you guys got to call in here, man. It's the last chance you get to call in for the entire season here. 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. And remember, if you make a selection for the Luigi vs. the Listeners Fantasy Showdown that aids the listeners in winning 
you will also receive a gift card to Moonshine just for participating. This is the show that keeps on giving, all right? Last week, Rams Saints, all right? Jared Goff, 25 out of 40, 297 yards, touchdown and a pick. C.J. Anderson led the team in carries, okay? 16 carries at 44 yards. And Todd Gurley, remember Todd Gurley is, right? Yeah. Okay. He only had four carries for 10 yards, but he did strike pay dirt in the end zone for a touchdown. Brandon Cooks has returned to the Superdome, seven receptions, 107 yards. Drew Brees, 26 out of 40, two touchdowns and interception. Kamara and Ingram combined for 46 total rushing yards, which is baffling to me. Even though you saw Mark Ingram gain about 93 yards, he got called back on holding every single time, okay? But Kamara led the way for the receivers at 11 receptions for 96 yards and only four receptions for 36 yards from Michael Thomas. And what was quite arguably, actually there is no argument, the worst no-call in the history of the National Football League. How that is not pass interference, I will never understand. I think it is time to do one of two things. Either A, get rid of the referees altogether and just bring in the equipment, all right? Or two, if there is a penalty like that, Mm -hmm. that is a blatant penalty that did not get called, I feel, again, they're always watching, right? The Boof's always watching, right? The Boof should, have, should be able to buzz into the referee and go, we just saw it again. That's a penalty. You have to call the penalty now. Yeah. You should be able to make a, pl- make a call in the field when it's something that obvious. Yeah. Okay, like, I, I don't hit a helmet to helmet, a hold, whatever it is. But pass interference like that? On a drive that sends a team to the Super Bowl? Yeah. It made all the difference in the world. And either way, I mean, you could have called blow to the head. You could call the pants interference. There was like two or three different penalties you could call on that play, and they called none. There was like four. Seriously. But you didn't call. I mean, he didn't look for the ball. He ran straight into the freaking receiver. It's the most blatant, easy call in the world. Everyone saw it. It looked like a guy got assaulted on Bourbon Street. Basically, that's what happened. And now the people in New Orleans and the mayor, they're, you know, they're getting a petition to have the game replayed. And everybody's calling them a crybaby. They're dumping the salt trucks, all those gifts. They got a legitimate gripe. They do. I mean, imagine us here in Philadelphia. What do you think we would do? We would be- There's not enough Kleenex in the world. There's not enough tampons in the world. We would be bitching our ass off, and rightfully so. The state of New... I mean, I'm sorry, the city of New Orleans the state of Louisiana, has a legitimate gripe that should go to court and they should overturn that call and play the damn thing over again. But but what? If you look at uh, 17-2-2, judgment calls are not reviewable. See, that, that's why I don't like Joe. Because you stick to the book. And that's why I'm saying there's got to be a change. If something is that blatant, they should be able to buzz down to the... Hey, pal. You missed an easy one. It wasn't like it was on the other side of the field, had nothing to do with the play. The ball was coming. Yeah. It was right there. Two referees are looking at it like, uh, what do we do? Well, sometimes you have leagues that experiment with different rules. In the CFL, they do have instant replay for pass interference. See, Canada gets it right. Canada's always getting it right, and we're a step behind. And it affected the Grey Cup this year. 
Well, nobody really cares about the great. Well, no, we don't. But you know. Well, some of the people that are gambling I mean, one, is the people, our friends, the, our brothers up north. One of their biggest games, you know, they had a controversial decision like that. All I'm saying is, with all the cameras, all the people watching these NFL games, someone can see the damn penalty. That obviously, the referees who are the only ones being paid to watch the game, we're paying to watch the game. The being paid to watch the game aren't doing their job properly. They should have a little buzzer that goes, "Hey, Jimmy, mm-hmm. you blew it." Yeah. So put, pick, up, pick up the flag, throw it on the ground, <laughs> and add 15 yards to the other team and call pass interference. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's, there, it was absolutely t- – now, again, Zerline still got to go out there and knock in the 57, 58-yard game-winning field goal, which he should have – but he should have never had the opportunity to do so. It wasn't even a questionable call. It wasn't one up in the air. It wasn't like, oh, was it a catch? Was it not a catch? But no, that was flipping pass interference. Yeah, <laughs> Bottom line. Now, so the Rams are heading back to the Super Bowl, okay? It's been a while since they've been there. Not since Kurt Warner. We'll mention that a little bit later. And they've had some, they've had some tough, tough go of it at quarterback since then. You know, you had Mark Bolger filled in for a little while, which was, which was okay, former pro bowler. And then, you know, the Nick Foles era, which didn't go too well. The Case Keenum era, which, you know, obviously didn't go too well. The Sam Bradford era, which obviously didn't go too well. Yeah. Well, except for Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam made out fantastic during that. Yeah. He was the last quarterback to get the big contract. Yes, he was. All right. Now, in game numero duo, Kansas City, New England. I was right. I was right on the Rams. I was Actually, I was wrong on the Rams Saints because I said the Saints win that game. I said take a money line. But I was right on the Patriots. Pat Mahomes, 16 out of 31, 295 yards, three touchdowns. But as I predicted, he would not be a factor on the ground. Two rushes for 11 yards because Belichick knows how to bottle up these running quarterbacks, and he did exactly that. All right? Now, oh, Braver Price says, careful what you wish for holding for. And again, now holding's not one of those things where you want to be able, not holding on the offensive and defensive line. You can't really get into that. I'm talking about stuff that happens in the secondary in plain sight that everyone can see. Once the receivers break, you know what I mean, or you know, the running backs break past the line of scrimmage, you know, the big, during that big cluster shit that's going on right there, you're in the open field, you can see it, it's clear as day. So it should be able to be reviewed. But again, Pat, so Damian Williams, he had a monster game, 10 carries for 30 yards and a touchdown, but he also had five receptions for 66 yards and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, ladies and gentlemen, was held to one catch on three targets. Belichick and company did a fantastic job of taking him completely out of the game. And that's exactly why Patrick Mahomes' numbers weren't good as well. Well, they were good. He 295 for three touchdowns, 16 out of 31, 49% yeah. passing, which leaves a little something to be yeah. uh, concerned about. But you don't have to worry about that until next year because he gone. And Tom Brady and company are moving on to Super Bowl 53. Brady, 30 of 46, 348 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. But Sony Michelle, the young rookie, 29 carries, 113 yards and two touchdowns. And then Rex Burkhead coming in, 12 carries, 41 yards, two touchdowns for Sexy Rexy. And that's how you beat the Kansas City Chiefs because you can run all over them. Completely run all over them. Yeah. And that's what the Patriots did. They zone runs left and right, let Brady play, let Brady call it a line of scrimmage, whatever way he wanted to go with it. And the maestro went out there and he orchestrated another fantastic win for the Patriots. And they're going on to now. Super Bowl 53, Tom's going to play in his ninth Super Bowl. That was his 10th AFC championship. He's got a chance for six rings now, all right? Brady's 41 years old. This is the rematch of Super Bowl 36. 17 years ago, I was 20 years old. 
20 years old at the time. The Patriots defeating the Rams 20 to 17 the last two times these teams met. The Rams were a 14-point favorite. You remember that? The Rams were a 14-point favorite in this exactly. game. All right, the greatest show on turf. Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Kurt Warner, Ricky Prohl. The list goes on and on. Except for Trunk Candidate. I don't think he was on that team. But Tom Brady goes in there with you, me, Tom, Dick, and Harry. He's got nobody out there. Him and Vinatieri. I think Vinatieri was only 57 at the time. He goes out there 20-17. Kurt Warner in that game goes 28 of 44, 365, a touchdown and two picks. Brady, a pedestrian, 16 out of 27 for 145 yards and a touchdown. This is when uh, Belichick let his defense take care of things and then um, basically lean on the on the Tom Brady not make mistakes. Uh, Robert Mangello is checking in when his Corrado come back. As soon as he gets released from the, Republic, the People's Republic of New Jersey, he will be here. Joe has gotten incredibly busy at work. Uh, he's been given more and more responsibility, so it's harder for him to come down. But hopefully when the break is over, we're taking a little siesta. Once he comes back, uh, we'll get back in the swing of things with Corrado. Now, Dan Grogan says, uh, sorry, Dan Grogan says they want to make pass interference reviewable. I think they should. I think they should, but not... See, this is where it gets a little bit tricky, where it can cause a problem, because if it's like... You know, pass interference can happen on every play. It really can. Yeah. But when it's it's so blatant, I think that's what could be reviewed. But the thing is, if you're going to review one, you got to review all of it, yeah. right? And then that basically then it's, it takes a judgment call away from the referees. And are you ready to do that? Are you ready to take the actual refereeing of the game away from the referees? Because I tell you what, I am, I am. They do a horrible job. They do a terrible job. You can't blow calls like that on a big. I mean, you're supposed to have your best crews out there officiating right now. Yeah. Your best. And you miss something like that? There wasn't 12 people around the ball. It was two freaking people. Yeah. Two. And the two referees were standing like five yards away each from each direction from the, from the spot of the foul. Yeah, I, I, and that's what baffles me. Again, it was clear as day. And, again, there should have been a flag thrown immediately. All right? So, uh, Brady, again, now going for his, for his ninth Super Bowl appearance, third consecutive. This is the second time he's done three in a row. The last two times, he had uh, one sandwich in the middle. They were both Philadelphia Eagles. McNabb, Super Bowl, obviously, yeah. which was in Jacksonville, which we lost. We kind of threw up on that one. And then last year's Super Bowl, who, you know, we, who can forget about that Super Bowl, exactly. who lives here in Philadelphia, Tom Brady was able to lose. But prior to that, he comes back in the greatest comeback in the Super Bowl history against the Atlanta Falcons and shoves it up Matty Ice's rear, okay? So now we have McVay. Versus Belichick. The hair versus the hood. I, 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 I still, I'm, I don't think I'm ready to make my pick just yet. I know I'm not. I'm not ready yet. Now, New England's open up as a two and a half point favorite in this game. All right? Over under is 57 and a half. It's in a dome, so forget the weather. It won't be a factor. Carlos uh, Otero says, I got a Tom for your fantasy team. Now, if you can call in, Carlos, 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874, that would be the way to do so. I'll be taking a Facebook pick later on, but the, but the phone lines are open for you to do that. And you could also check in on, on Twitter, at Fantasy, hashtag Fantasy with your selections, questions, and or concerns. Now, again, two and a half, 57 and a half, the GOAT versus the Goff. I just made that up. It kind of works. I don't know. <laughs> That's how we do it, right? Um, 
Todd Gurley, is he 100%? I think he will be. He'll be fine come Super Bowl. Again, the game's going to be indoors. It'll be fast. Joe, what are you doing? Are you literally listening to this show while you're on the show? I accidentally set it off. I hate to do it to you. Go ahead. I hate to do it. All right. Oh, that's right. Scott Evans checks in. The Rams were the favorites, but then the line swung in the first 30 minutes of betting opening to the Patriots minus two and a half. So you know how much money had to go on New England right away for that? Especially considering all the money is going to be coming in Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the Super Bowl weekend. Correct. Now, again, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I don't even, I don't even look at the odds. I money line this thing. I pick a winner. That's it. I, I bet the winner. That's what I did last year. I hammer money line. That's what I do, man. I hammered the Eagles last, last year. I hammered the Patriots the year before that. And thank God they came back. So I would have got crushed. They were minus 400. I would have got crushed. Um, but anyway, money line winner. I'll, I don't know. I'm gonna make, I'll make a pick at the end of the show. I'm going to let it marinate. I already think I already got it in my head, but I'm going to let it marinate. Um, but last night I was on, I was on uh, the panel for the, the release of the Renegade Repos uh, reality TV show, which I'm going to be a part of. I got signed on to do that. And we were up at 2SP Brewery over in Delco. And I was up there with the pilots doing the pilot lounge. That's what it's called, the pilot lounge. And it was live studio. It was about 70, 80 people there listening to us talk about repo. Well, they were listening to them talk about repo airplanes. They brought me up in one of the last segments. I was on it for about 20 minutes. And they introduced me on there and what I was going to be doing and what my background was and how, it, how Ken and I got to know one another. And we did a little Q&A and... I had some people laughing, so make sure you go to Twitter. Make sure you follow on Facebook, too. Uh, you're following Renegade Repos. We're, we're starting to film. As soon as the Super Bowl's over, we're right back in. Oh, look who decided to show up, huh? Oh, hey, Charlie's in the house. Jess is hey. here. It only took you freaking 35 flipping minutes. Joe Quillen, I appreciate you sitting in. Take your mozzarella sticks and your French fries. Go over there, sit down, relax, eat your food. Going to pass this over to Charlie. I'll bring you back in a little bit. All right, Charles, get your ass over here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Dr. Catfish Charlie, who decided to finally show up for the last Funkin' Fantasy of the season. Well, the last one of the season. Been going for two weeks, and we got some other things going on. I'll talk to you off the air. Hi, Jess. How are you? Jess just recently had a birthday a little while ago. Happy belated birthday for, like, what's like a month ago or something like that? Okay, no problem. But, you know. Chuck. Yes. Now you, know the Lu- you know Luigi versus Lister this week, right? Yep. I know you're prepared. Oh, you got a haircut, too, buddy. Oh, I do. See the sides all nice and tight? Yeah. You're looking fine. good, boy. I had to do it myself. It's a good job out of you. Ooh. Looks like you did it yourself, too. Now, anyway. Again, 619-924-9874. That's how you jump into the dumpster. Charles, mm-hmm. we're talking about the Rams, talking about the Patriots, Super Bowl upcoming. All right, yes. we're talking about the worst call, worst non-call ever in, 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 in football history. Okay? You think it's the worst non-call? In it is the worst non-call in the history of the National Football League. Mm. It was for a trip to the Super Bowl. And in 2003, that wasn't either? When they took the cheap shot on McNabb? He should have been tossed, and that game should have been way different. See now, you know. <laughs> see now, that wasn't. That wasn't. He should have been tossed. But that was for that was an illegal hit against the quarterback. But this was a blatant pass interference call. And that one killed McNabb. Rob Barry says them two games were terrible. I don't think they were terrible at all. That Kansas City Chiefs game. And New England, Patriots. Patriots. that game was fantastic. And so was the Saints and the, and the Rams. That was drama the whole way throughout. That was fantastic playoff football. It just sucks the way it ended. All right? It just sucks the way it ended. And again, Andy Reid will be back next year in Kansas City. Yeah. 
because he's got a young quarterback at Pat Mahomes who he had fantastic rapport with and he had growth with, so you're not going to take away his coach after a year of that. So he'll, he, gains, he gets himself another year. And he just scapegoated his defensive coordinator. Yes, he did. That's classic Andy, isn't it? Uh, well, <laughs> what do you expect from the big tuna? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, actually, not young Andy. Young Andy didn't do that. Older Andy, once he – Joe knows what I'm talking about. Once he got to uh, 2008, they should have never fired my boy uh, – what's his name? Philadelphia's own uh, – no, 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 before Todd Bowles. All right, well, okay, don't Buffalo. worry about it. Enjoy He's the win, man. Just don't worry about it, all right? <laughs> all right, so, Chuck. Yes. So, we talked about that. Yep. We talked about the fact this is Brady's ninth Super Bowl. Yes. 10th AFC Championship. This is the second time in his career he's three-peating his, his road to the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay? There's still, again, people are – I'm still hearing people off the air and in certain stubborn, fickle little circles still saying that he's not the best. He's the greatest quarterback. What else do you have to do? I, I mean, and again, Brady – I made this, this, this statement earlier. Uh, actually, after the game was over. I said Tom Brady at 142 years old is more of a competitor than people half his age. Yeah. Seriously. Think about that. Mm-hmm. People think like he's just some prima donna, pretty boy. Like, that dude is the fiercest competitor on the field. That dude has some kind of drive that I don't know where it comes from. Like, it must be the depths of hell. I mean, think about that. That guy was taken in the sixth round. He's got a chip on his shoulder that's never come off. And he's won how many Super Bowls and he can't take that chip off his shoulder? He's won five. And he's married to Giselle Bunchen who some people think is the most beautiful woman in the world at the time, and he's got a baby with Bridget Moynihan. I mean, come on. Where is this chip? I don't, I don't know. Sixth round. That's the competitiveness inside of him. Jesus. That's the competitiveness inside of him. But let's find out who's inside these phone lines right now because I don't have a call screen. So just like Ray Charles at the airport, we're flying blind. Nice. All right, so 215-290-215-290, you're on the air. Hey, Louis. It's, it's, it's Louis. What's happening, bro? Oh, hey, what's up, Carlos? How are you doing? This is Carlos from the Northeast, long friend of my, longtime friend of mine. Hey, how's it going, Carlos? Hell of a shortstop over here. He'll tell you he's better than he is, oh, yeah. but he's damn good. No, All right? So, <laughs> Carlos, you were checking on Facebook Live. You were saying that you have, a, you have a, uh, a, a participant for the Luigi Versa listeners. You have a famous Tom. But before that, I want your thoughts on the weekend's past games. That, now, that, that interference call. Now, did you have a rooting interest in any of this whatsoever? Mm-hmm. I know you're an Eagles fan, but did you have a rooting interest one way or the other for Andy Reid? and or Drew Brees on the other side? Uh, I definitely didn't have rooting interest. Uh, I didn't catch many of the games uh, just because uh, I was out uh, watching my son play ice hockey. So we, were, we had more pressing matters as opposed to watching those two bozos play. But, you, you know how uh, I feel about uh, hockey, Carlos. All right? Melt the ice. Just melt the ice and bring in the monster <laughs> trucks. All right? So... Well, the comment's got to play ice hockey, and he's pretty good, so we got to support him. I got you, man, because hopefully he'll be supporting you later on in life. I understand how it works. <laughs> Even though I don't have any children, children of my own, I have friends that have kids, and I see how it's all starting to work. These guys keep them busy in sports. I don't even, dude, seriously, my kids, I mean, my friends' kids, they're in sports that no one else will even play because they're just trying to find some sort of an angle to get in. I'm serious. I've seen them pushing, like, badminton. <laughs> Cricket, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Whatever they can do to get a scholarship, <laughs> go do it. Yo, bocce is now the new, the new sport. I'm Italian. We come out learning how to, we know how to play bocce, I all right? I understand that, but they're cutting wrestling teams for that. There's school. two things that come out of you when you're Italian. A bocce ball set and a recipe for polenta. Oh, nice. 
Yes. All right. That, that's the two things that come out. Num- so it's exactly. not, the, not it's not the gravy. That's not. Good. It's not gravy. It's sauce. We'll get into that another time. It's not time for civil war. It's time for football and fantasy football and Luigi versus listeners. Carlos, let's give us your time. You know how it works now. That the listeners took Thomas yep. Jefferson at wide receiver. You can go anywhere you want to get with this. I took Thomas the Tank Engine at running back. So there's no doubles, right? You can't you can't double up. You can't double up. Sometimes you have to, oh, depending no. on what she this looks is- like and where she's been. But right now, <laughs> you got to go solo. I would. Well, no, I was thinking about swapping out your running back with. Uh, Tommy from Tommy Boy. Well, you can't. Well, it's not my. Well, that's my running back. You're going to make it a pick for the listener, just for the listeners. Yeah, you can take. You can take Tommy at at, from Tommy Boy at running back if you wanted to. You could. Okay, that's it then. That's the pick. Tommy Boy, nice. Tommy from Tommy Boy. That's a good pick. That's right. That's a good pick. I'm gonna. uh, I can't remember his last name in the uh, Callahan. Tommy Callahan, man. Yeah, Callahan. Yeah. Callahan Auto. That's my pick. That's a good. That's a solid pick. Now, what's your pick for the Super Bowl? Do you have a pick for the Super Bowl? Tommy sold five hundred. Uh, I think uh, I think Brady's gonna do his thing. You think Brady's gonna do his thing and get number six? Yeah, I just uh, I don't think uh, Goff's got it uh, between the ears. You know, I well, just don't think he's got the, the brains and experience. He might not, but Sean McVay has got about seventy-five uh, pair of khakis packed and ready to go. <laughs> That man owns more oh, khakis no, than know. Jim Harbaugh. Seriously, did you? I mean, you could seriously, you could see Jim Harbaugh get get sexually and physically aroused by watching the Rams play football, and it has nothing to do with the play on the field. I haven't seen somebody move around like that. It looks like the happens. entire team got kicked their, got kicked out of a Coles for shoplifting. Seriously, I'm gonna go. I'm going uh, I'm gonna go running back. I'm going running back, running back, running back. This must be fantasy. Well, he's been running down a dream. Ah, oh, damn it. Was- I'm taking my boy Tom Petty at running back. <laughs> All right, Carlos. Thanks for checking yeah, in, buddy. Well, Take yeah, care. Run, buddy. All right, man, but don't run too I fast. Thanks, buddy. Man. Appreciate it. Say yep, man. That's Carlos, man. I love Tom Petty, man. I refound him when, uh, if you ever saw that movie Barnyard. No. Damn. You know what I did see? I, if you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, you are doing yourself a disservice. This is the greatest freaking movie. Really? It's unbelievable, man. It is unbelievable. The, the, the performance heat they do at the end, if you put it up to the Live Aid concert that happened live, it's identical. It's identical. And all the stuff that goes in, there's, there's some cameos in it. It's pretty good, but I'm sorry. Get back to Barnyard. I didn't mean to cut you off nah, there, Charlie. Barnyard, man, it features his music. It's a good cartoon movie. If you've never seen it, you got something you need to watch with the nephews next time, Luigi? Barnyard. Barnyard? It's highly entertaining. All right. My, my, my favorite two concerts I've ever been to were Tom Petty. I saw Tom Petty twice. I saw Tom Petty. Uh, I saw the Counting, Crow, the Counting Crows open for Petty, and then I saw the Almonds open for him. I'm quite jealous. Now, the Almonds didn't know when to, when to quit, though. Really? I mean, Petty's coming on. You know, he's starting to unplug their equipment. They're just like, they're still up there playing. <laughs> Petty's like, yo. Let's wrap it up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get this over with. Now, uh, so Carlos checked in. You see how easy it was. Now, if, if they win, the listeners win this thing, yeah, he's going to win a gift card at Moonshine. Ooh, nice. And maybe right. we'll see him here next week. Or maybe we will see him three here. Week. Three weeks. But you know who is here this week? Who's that? My boy, Ryan Hassey. Ryan Hassey, get your ass up here to the microphone, buddy. Ryan from the, uh, the Fifth Quarter Podcast is coming on. And um, 
We're going to talk to him. He's the, he's, he is the Sixers aficionado. Look at him. He's all dressed up coming from work, too. You came right from work? That's all right. You don't need really to get ready when you stay ready. I know. You hear me? Got your hair nice and high and tight, man. Looking good, boy. Doing, man? These guys are old friends. I, came in I met him May. the first time. Yeah, just, uh, first fix time the mic to wherever you. He's no stranger to a microphone. Yeah, so I've been having a rough experience the last two hours. My Wi-Fi's out in my house. Ooh. No connection. Can't get any work done. But I'm here having a good time with you boys. So. You got Wi-Fi oh. here for me. I know. I know that's Sangria One. Yes. That is the. Uh, <laughs> and I've got unlimited. I've got unlimited. Um, unlimited data. I will give you my hotspot if you no, need it, Ryan. I have unlimited. I mean, on my cell phone, not my normal hotspot. My oh, normal okay. hotspots for the for other In people. In one of those Philly houses that gets no reception either. So we moved into an apartment on Lombard Street, and somehow we got free Wi-Fi. So we've yeah. kind of been living off that the last three months. Lombard. Lombard Street. Lombard. Whatever. I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> Lombard. Correctly. Don't if try I, and church it up, son. Call, it's Lombard. I call it Catarier. I Sean de Carrier. I can't pronounce anybody okay. correct. So that's just kind of my <laughs> shtick for our podcast. But uh, yeah, so got oh, no okay. Wi-Fi and I'm living off that right now. So let's talk some Sixers. We will talk some Sixers. So you yeah. had you had free Wi-Fi from. Was it a neighbor's Wi-Fi or was it? <laughs> so yeah, we believe so. What was so. the name of it? Uh, they always have good Schmidt names. Schmidt three two four. So we've been using Schmidt three two four the last three months. <laughs> I think the landlord kind of caught on, yeah. and now we're screwed. So that we're rolling sucks. with that. Yeah, pretty much. But, okay, we need to talk about this jersey situation. Tonight. Yeah, we need to talk about this jersey situation. I've been owed a jersey. Yes. For over a calendar year. Oh wow. By Ryan and the people over there at the Fifth Quarter <laughs> Podcast, who I'm promoting over here, and I've I've gone on the show multiple, and they're good. They're listen. If you're in, if you're local, again, we're a national show, yes. but you know. You know, they're, they're my team in my town, my 76ers, just like they're Ryan's. And if you're looking just to get basketball talk, yeah. Sixers talk, Sixers breakdown, you got to check my guy out over here, Ryan Hassey, F Fifth Quarter Podcast. These guys are, they, they're, no, they're, mm-hmm. seriously, they, I'm not just like blowing smoke. Yeah. If you were talking hoops, talking round ball, mm-hmm. these guys get it. And that's all it's important. No, I, listen, and it's entertaining. And it's fact, you learn something. You guys get, you guys have some good, some good guests on there. You get some good interviews. Sure. Um, and he avoids, local coaches. What's he, that? He avoids all the French names from the hockey players. Which is exactly. smart. Cannot, which is smart. Cannot speak French. But I've gone on their program. I've talked to them. I've been stuck on 76 in hella traffic. <laughs> on you the were, phone with these guys. You, you were. I, we could like, you kept going in and out. And we're like, what in the hell is, where the hell are you at? And you're like, I'm on 76. I'm on 70. But, I, would, but I spit game exactly. for 26 minutes. Yeah. All right. I was going on. And on and on and on. Like Joe Santaquilito? No, no, no. We ain't even going to talk about that shit. We ain't going to get into that, all right? I'm not getting into that and all these people out there trying to play, you know, true detective. All right? Forget about that. (laughs) So, Ryan, I go on. I win a jersey. I win a jersey. These guys have a contest. I win the damn jersey. Yep. I have no jersey. Yes. Why is there no jersey, Ryan? So you we, can explain? Yeah. I would love to hear this. So we ordered them. It was a Butler jersey, correct? It was Butler. Well, no, actually, it was a Simmons jersey. Simmons jersey. It was a Simmons and jersey. we ordered them, and we never got them. So I've been, he keeps asking me maybe every month, when's the jersey come? When's the, I keep making crap up. Right. Oh, I know. So, I, know. I don't me. have a jersey. Trust me. I used to, do, I, I, used to I used to collect money. That's what I did. I used to collect money for, for a bookie. Oh, sure. So I've heard every excuse in the book on why you don't have the jersey. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep knocking every single That's day, fine. Ryan. 
He's the one who knocks. Pretty soon, you're going to owe me a goddamn court. You understand what the vig is? I understand. And hey, right now, if you want to go on Twitter, you can retweet and follow us. The and do what? Twitter. If you win a jersey and they get their freaking jersey they before I Corey do. Corey Brewer going right now. Got like 2,000 retweets. Corey Brewer got a, got a, this is, this is what's crazy. You saw Corey Brewer in a Sixers jersey before you saw me in a Sixers jersey. <laughs> who would have thunk that? Hey, at least you're not on a 10-day contract. I mean, he's playing through that right now. No, but I'm on a freaking two-year waiting list for my jersey. <laughs> So seriously, am I getting a jersey? You are. Just give it time. It's been a year. Right. Is it ordered from China? Uh, possibly. Uh, that's where I figured. <laughs> no. Um, in all seriousness, we'll give you that jersey. Uh, that when? was actually not my. That was Fencer's department. Well, you get tiny. Fe- What's Fencer's number? I'll call that little piece of shit right tiny. now. Tiny. <laughs> I'm a call. I'll call him. I'll call him right now. On the air. I'm calling him right now. He'll 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 love it actually. He'll Good. Freaking out. Um, Does he know you're on the show right now? No, just, just I, show me that. Just show me that. I don't want to give up people's phone number because then I'll have everyone call no and idea. say, "Where's my damn phone? I mean, where's my jersey?" <laughs> Four. All right. Wait, I have somebody's phone number I want to give out. Call for. Let's jersey. call. Call him live. Go ahead and talk. Hi, it's David Fenster. Sorry I can't take your car right now. Please leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Dave, hey, how are you? Luigi Curto here from Funk and Fancy. Uh, I got your buddy Ryan Hassey with me over here, and I'm just wondering, where the fuck's my jersey at? <laughs> I'm waiting over here to have my goddamn jersey. Call me back, 267-467-25. You know the rest. Ryan, I'm not going to give your little friend back until I get my damn jersey. I'm holding him for hostage. Just so you know, I'm not playing around. Ryan, say hello. What's up, Dave? Let him know you're safe. I'm okay. I'm chilling. Tell him you're tired of the chair. I'm, t- I'm not tired of the chair, but uh, we'll see what we can do. I require one red Sixers jersey. You want red over what? the blue? Since it, I thought it was blue. It was, red. it was supposed to be red. Dude, I don't... See what I mean? Dave? Wasn't my department. I want my damn jersey. I love you. I think Talk you to you later. The wrong guy Say. Here. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting big. It's all right, though. But this is how it works. This is, this is how we do it here. All right, so anyway. Yeah. So, Ryan, Sixers here. A little while ago, we were talking about how much we wanted, uh, you know, Brown had to go. Right. Okay? I still think he does. I've been saying it for you, two you years. Okay? It. That he's not the man, he's not the general to lead the troops to the final. Okay? Now, all of a sudden, you know, we start seeing Embiid's a little bit of a diva, okay? And we're starting to see Simmons still shying away from taking the jump shot. Jimmy Butler's coming in here now. Again, I I wanted Butler five years ago, okay? I've been screaming for Butler when he went to Minnesota. But Butler is a competitor. And when he's not seeing other guys compete, he's going to start calling guys out. He's going to make that noise. He's a legitimate superstar in the NBA. He has a reason to say these things. He has, he, he, his, his opinion does hold weight because it's not like he goes out there and half and half ass it. He plays 100% every single minute he's out there, okay? He's a Philly guy. <laughs> what, what's, what's the problem here? What, what, what's the problem the Sixers are having? I don't necessarily see it as a problem. I see it as we're past the honeymoon stage. I think that's kind of what we were in. You know, we had the head, headband brothers going. Simmons and Butler were all... BFFs, Happy, yeah. best friends. The team was kind of rolling there for a little bit, and you got past that stage. And 
And in order to get to the finals, you got to go through, through, through these trials and tribulations, and that's what we're in right now. And I, I truly believe, Fenster and I go back and forth on this, I think the roster that we have right now, the starters at least, is our blueprint. Now the bench is a whole different story. I think that's where we were going to go to as we segment away from right. this topic. But I think the bench is what we really should be talking about. I mean, we have nobody back there. And Corey Brewer is going to be our best bench player. And the guy's on a 10-game contract. Right. Well, we've been uh, – now, again, anyone who knows anything about, about the NBA knows that your starting five is important, but six, seven, and eight are just as important, exactly. especially in the playoffs, okay? Because guys getting – I mean, listen, you can't play your starters every minute of the game. You have to. you, you got to start giving guys rest at some point during, during the series. You can't be playing Butler 43 minutes a night. You can't be playing Embiid 43 minutes. you got, you got to shorten, you got to shorten up a little bit. The Sixers have no bench. They have no bench. You're talking guys like Mascala and Forkon, Fork out of here, okay, whoever, get the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Landry Shamet and all these guys, they, they stink, okay? They freaking stink. The thing is, is you bring in Corey Brewer, again, he's an experienced NBA veteran. He gives you something. All right? He shoot a little bit, gives you defense. He also had the greatest ever 47-step travel towards a basket I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Did you ever see that play? Corey Brewer steals, picks up his dribble at, the, at center court, and continues to walk and lay it up, and the referees no whistles. He oh. took 14 steps to the basket. <laughs> James Harden was just like, damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was incredible. He was, he's like, I, shit, I would have called that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even he would have called that. But Brewer comes in, again, on a 10-day con. I actually right. think they're going to pick it up. Oh, they will. I think they'll pick it up. Oh, no doubt. But now here's the question. We're past the honeymoon stage. We see the Sixers are what they are. Toronto's the better team in the East, right? The Celtics starting to come on a little bit. Even Indiana's a good team, right? Sixers are hovering somewhere around four. All right? They'll get three or four. Is the process really what we wanted to do? Was the process really just to get to the three or four seed? No, it was to get to be the number one, number two seed and get to a finals, right? Yep. Well, now we're here. This is supposed to be the final stage of it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like we're still years away. And it only because of the fact that we have three assets in Embiid, Simmons, and Butler. Okay, you got your big three right there. But you got nothing else around. I mean, Redick, no. to his credit, should be borderline all-star at this point. He's played extremely well. He's outplayed his contract. Extremely. No, no, don't say that. Don't, oh, don't say that. Him, don't say that. NBA play, guys making $10 million a year. Our ex, how about this? Our expectations. By the way, the I banged a scratch off. Before, <laughs> I scratched the thing. Yeah. We did this live before you came in, right? And we didn't scratch off how much the winner was. But, but uh, Joe used this app. And it let me know how much I won. I told everyone basically to go F themselves before the show started. Because if I won a million dollars, I'm signing off right here and I'm out. <laughs> but, yo, 20, 50 bucks, bro. Nice. I won yeah, 50 nice. bucks. You ain't seen a dime of it. Yeah, nice. Want to know why? Because I'm outplaying my contract. I should be making more money. That's why. But, wait, well, all I'm saying is our expectations were much lower for J.J. Redick two years in a row. And but forget about Redick. Yeah. Forget about Redick. My point is this. Simmons in two years and Bede in two years. Butler in two years. Mm-hmm. All three could be adios, out of town. Yep. And then what are you left with? Well, well Gots, that's what you're left with. I've had a stance on our show that I think Simmons is out. Um, I so don't do know I. why he would stay. If you look at his personality, right, he's very calm demeanor, doesn't get in a lot of scraps, not really what Philadelphia is about, no. right? Joel Embiid kind of represents the city. 
So, so is Jimmy Butler. Yep. And he's dating Ken- Kendall, and he has all these. Endorsements. That's got nothing to do with it. Though. No, 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 no. There, there is something to do with that. He likes the fame. He likes the star power. He likes that stuff. He promotes himself all the time. Well, you got to promote them. It's all about listen, brand. Listen, Paul is his agent. It's LeBron's agent. LeBron is business driven. I think so is Ben Simmons, and there's a reason why LeBron took him under his wing. And I do believe that Simmons will be out of here in two, three years, whatever you want to do. Two, three years, he'll be gone. And I think you'll be left with Joel Embiid, and that's just really what I think. What are your thoughts? Is that too bad, though, being left with Joel Embiid? I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't really think like Joel is going to be in the league for that long. That's the problem. A big really? man like ten, that. With the, I think 10 years. Is- I think he's healed up from the injury, but I don't think he's going to be – Crystal's here. She's taking orders. Rye, you want something to drink? Water. Yeah, water's good. Okay, can I get a, you know, my usual club? Yep, thanks. Um, Sorry, Crystal. Sorry, everyone listening. Crystal was in here. (laughs) First time she came in. Oh, Oh, Meg. Well, you thought Meg was over, but then Meg left. And she just left. But she. I I, I, This is. (laughs) I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose it. Well, well, you know, hey, well, we always know you're on top of something, Crystal. You know what I'm hey, she said it, not me. She said it, not me. True. All right. Here's my thing. So Simmons is going to go, right? I agree. So do you trade him right now? That's a great, I mean, that's a, what do you do? You either trade him or you extend him, right? You're going to have to do one or the I other. I trade him. And here's a name I'm going to bring up. And I've, been, and I've been saying this name for a couple years, and people have been saying it too, and he's not happy there. I'm 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 going to Washington and I'm getting Bradley Beal. So you would get Bradley Beal as an asset or is he your guy then? I'm taking the backcourt of Bradley Beal and Jimmy Butler with, at the three. I'm take I'm I'm I am playing I am taking Bradley. If if I'm gonna move on from Simmons mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get a scorer, I'm getting Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal will score you fifty a night, man. He can put up fifty. And I think him and Butler could be unbelievable. I agree. Could be unbelievable. Because let me tell you something right now. You could take all the, t- the 10, 10, and 10 triple doubles you want. Mm-hmm. They might look cute in the stat sheet. But they don't mean nothing if it ain't taking you to a championship. Okay? And if Simmons is not going to be the guy, if Embiid's the guy, which he is. Again, now I'm someone who said a couple years ago that Simmons, would, he's the real piece. And he is. He is. He's, the, he's a total package of a player. I mean, he's, he shies away from shooting a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if that jumper's ever going to develop. I mean, when's he going to be? What's he going to be? 23? Twenty-three? Yeah, he's he's 22 right now. 22. So he'll be 23 years old. Right. I think Beal's what 27, something like that. He's still in the prime of his career. He's right. fine. Yeah. But if you can go ahead and unload a Ben Simmons and get yourself a Bradley Beal, another, and Washington's in the toilet, so you're going to get a good pick from them regardless. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe you know, pill for something else. Right. I'm thinking about doing it. I'm think. I mean, if a, a guy like Beal, I would do. Would you do it for Clay Thompson? Yeah. Clay Thompson. You said it pretty quick. Clay Thompson. Yeah. You said that pretty quick. But now, but why not Beal? Why? Why'd you hesitate on Beal? I don't know. There's just something about him. I don't know if he's got that NBA Finals mentality. I, I don't know. Yeah, he puts up a lot of numbers. So who's the guy for you that has NBA Finals mentality that you would do it for? Because obviously, if you're saying that Simmons is the guy you move away from, right? What would you trade him for? Hypothetically speaking, let's get into the hypothetical machine. That's a great question. What would you trade him for? I, I, I don't know the answer to that question because I haven't thought about that. I haven't given that even a thought. Okay, well, I have. And it's called, I need commodities back. Right. I want commodities. I, I could care less about the picks. You want to trust the process again? I don't trust in the process at all. Yeah. I want commodities. Okay? So, again, for me, 
I take Bradley Beal. All day long, I would do it. If Washington said Beal, Simmons, a couple other things here and there, right. I'm doing it. So you have Beal, you have Butler, and B, and then you build around that. Yep. Okay. Because Beal, Butler, and Embiid do one thing. Go get buckets. So you don't think that if Ben Simmons does get some sort of a jump or that... In what? Year seven? Well, I mean, he's starting to... It's not like he can't shoot the ball. I mean, you But he see, just won't. Yeah, but I feel like this is year two, right? Mm-hmm. And he's slowly developing that. It takes time. I feel like next year, if he puts that into his game, Reggie Miller said it last night, he'll be unstoppable. Okay. Well, I mean, I, he will be. If he has a jump shot, what are you going to do as a defender? You can't do anything. Exactly. So, but if. I've been waiting for Jimmy Butler to go off on him. That's my thing. Is that, the here's truth. the thing. is that you have. I don't think Butler and Embiid are, are all in and in, in love with Ben Simmons. With ben Simmons. And, that's the problem. That's why I go back to it again. It's a personality thing. Ben Simmons is in love with Kendall Jenner. It's got nothing to do with it, dude. It's got nothing to do with it, man. It's got nothing to do with it. Now, if he was dating Chloe, that's that's the issue. That's what you got to worry about. When when Chloe steps into the locker room, that's the problem. And Jess will adhere to that. She knows. She understands. Now, enough Sixers action now. Also, here in local Philadelphia, we had some a little tiff. Local reporter makes a comment about web people not liking Wentz or whatever. Some players have come out in, in, uh, in defense of that statement and saying, we love him, he's our guy, Bo, all those things like that. And there's some players who've yet to do so. Me, mainly the wide receivers. <laughs> the divas, man. I mean, Zach Ertz came out and said something right away because Zach Ertz has been getting fed off of Carson Wentz since day one. But I've yet to hear hiding her hair from Alshon Jeffrey or Nelson, or Nelson Aguilar. I mean, we're from Torrey Smith, but he's irrelevant. He still thinks he's on the team. Because he kind of... Again. He wants to be. I am someone... I'm someone for the past two years who has been saying, when it comes to Carson Wentz and getting him out of town... Just do the deal! Just get it done. Because Nick Foles is more than adequate. (laughs) Do I think there's something to the story? No. Not really. I I think this is a reporter throwing something crap at the wall, and by stating sources. See, that's the thing. When you say sources, and I've, I've called out so many national people on this, like the Schefters of the world, and all these guys saying, sources saying that this person won't be back. And I'm like, just name the source. Just say Jim the Bagel guy was in today, and they didn't order any poppy seed bagels for next week, and that's John's favorite, so we can just go ahead and say John's not going to be here anymore. Just give us the source, man. The only person oh, why? Because they're not going to come back and tell you anything. They tell you everything. <laughs> they want to know. They want to – like, that's the thing. When you say sources – no, you don't have any – your sources are bullshit. You're throwing shit at the wall. The rest of these writers are like, – again – when you say it's like, oh, it's credible because you write for so-and-so. Right. But you're not credible. That's the thing. All your so- when you just say sources, when you're not putting a name behind it, when you're not putting any kind of proof behind it, when you're not putting any kind of actual journalism behind it, you're full of shit. And you can't be taken seriously. As proven by this program, week in and week out. Charlie, your phone's going off. Who's texting you? Somebody in the room. Joe Quillen? No. Jess, are you texting? What are you saying? Give me the phone. 
I was told to no, delete the question. Was, his question was basically... It's one of the... Oh, okay, good, good, good. See, so Charlie does a Tuesday 10. I'm glad that she's paying attention and helping us out here. We're on the same page, though. Roy Halliday says... Uh, uh, Jorge Luis Diaz says, Roy Halliday's in the Hall of Fame. We mentioned that earlier in the program. Thank you for reiterating that for us. Now, Marquise John says, Sources close to the organization is always my favorite. That can literally be anyone. Exactly. Jim the bagel guy. Mark the freaking mailman. Yeah. Tim, the, the underwear fucking cleaning guy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can just oh, say yeah. sources, and, and, that, and all of a sudden, you have credibility? No. It could have been some schmuck working at the Ritz-Carlton, Philadelphia. That's Charles, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and it was for a certain website for many years. So here's my thing, is that if you're going to say something, put a name behind it. Because your reputation depends on it. It depends on because you got every Twitter freaking detective in the world going out there trying to pick this guy apart yeah. for saying something because God forbid they go against their, uh, the beloved Carson Wentz, okay? But I do believe this, and it was written on his face during, this, during the entire Super Bowl run yeah. and then afterwards because he came out and made some salty comments. I do believe that Carson was a little sour in the fact that it wasn't him who was in that Lombardi. Wouldn't I think you he, be if you I would be. Sure, of course. I think he was a little sour in the fact that I don't know that maybe Nick Foles is the one getting all the all the fun and all the love and everything enough to make me stressed out to the point where I get boils growing out of my neck. Yeah, what's up from the stress pimples? We talked about this. He did last week. Yeah, he has an STD. He's, he's got an worse. STD scarf going on, dude. I'm t- I'm telling you right now. Ever since he got married. I'm I'm telling you, his woman should not have been wearing white because she was with someone else before, and he was not a clean. Jo- and he would not know because he's a good boy. Remember. Wait till Tim Tebow finds out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Now, look. Take it easy. I'm not attacking I wonder if they're rights. friends, him and Tebow. They oh, gotta be. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. They're bonded by Christ. You kidding me? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Is that I do feel that Carson probably had a little bit of a, of a sour puss face at times in the locker room. You saw it on the field. Uh, right. I don't right. think he ever openly ever came out and said anything. I, I don't think he ever did, because I don't think he's that kind of a guy. I mean, again, I don't know him from Adam. I don't. I don't claim to know him. He's not my boy. He's not my dad. He's not my bro. He's not anything to me. He's not your son? No, he's not my son. Oh, I didn't know he was not your He's a quarterback of the team that I happen to follow, okay? That's all he is to me. So do I know him personally? No, but I will, from everything I've seen publicly, I do feel that there's not, he never came out and said anything like that openly in the locker room. Okay, I don't think he ever showed that at all. I think that that was more along the lines of someone just reading the body language and making and taking it and the ball and running with it that way. That that's all I say. But again, I'm still waiting to hear from Alshon. Okay, I'm still waiting to hear from the receiving court. I mean, could he have taken what Josina Anderson said and ran with that? I, I think that's where his story came from. It could be. And I don't think, I mean, I was in the way, on the way in here, we were listening to Askin. And That's Howard Askin for people listening to the national. Remember, this is a national yes, show. Yes, yes. Howard Askin's a local, uh, he's the sideline reporter for the Philadelphia Eagles and their radio Who network. Who the fuck is that guy? And um, he was hammering home that even if Alshon did say it once, that it was probably in the heat of a moment a competitor thing. Where he didn't get that many passes. I mean, if you look at the stats over the season, 
Brent Scott yeah, hit the ball. But that always happens. That's that's neither here nor there. There's always receivers complaining about the fall. I mean, look at it. Look, look at Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown got paid yeah. off of Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball to him 50 freaking times a game. Seriously. Yeah. And even still, that wasn't enough for him. And they hate each other. They hate, and, and they made beautiful music with one another. They did. Beautiful fantasy football music. And now Antonio Brown's going to go to San Fran and die. <laughs> That's it. Now his stock is going way down. Wait, you don't think Jimmy G's going to get him the ball? I don't think Jimmy G's going to be ready until week three, week four, homie. So you think he got you think he got mad and threw a football at, at Ben Roethlisberger? Wait, do you see what he throws at Nate Mullen's feet? All right, he's about to set him on fire. Maybe that's uh, where Nick Foles can get. But anyway, so again, there's that, that was your Twitter drama update. Uh, basically, that happened today with you know some reporter going out there from Philly Voice or whatever it was, and he made yeah it was Philly Voice. Yeah, excuse me. And he made a comment uh, saying that you know there's. People aren't happy with Wentz, and they're saying all this, and blah, 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 and you know what I say. Yeah, oh, I give a rat's about Twitter. <laughs> anyway, all right, so Ryan, I'm going to have you make a pick okay. for the listeners. How does this work? This is my first time. Are you freaking kidding? Oh, my. You got to pick. Where's which guy go best? Okay. So you're going to think of the most famous Tom that you know. Fictional, non-fictional. You can do a musician, uh, athlete. Uh, you can do a, a Thomas the Tank Engine, for Christ's sake. Right. You like that pick, Jess? I went Thomas the Tank Engine at running back. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously. You're talking about just intestinal fortitude. You know what I mean? How are you going to stop the guy? You can't. You can't stop him. He's a train. <laughs> He's going to run train on this. Okay, team. so. I plan on running train on something else later, buddy. I got mine. Ooh. My dad called me. So he goes anywhere? You can go anywhere you want, buddy. You pretty much got everything open. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to go at wide receiver. We're going to go Tom Hardy. Ooh. All right. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's a good pick. He was on my list. Yo, he quite literally blew up a football field. Pretty he much. He did. Pretty much. Let's not stand on ceremony here. That's Bane. Yeah. Now, my pick. Hmm. There's so many. There's so many good, good ones. I'm taking my defense right now. Okay. No, I don't want to do that. See, this is where. It... I'm gonna go wide go receiver. All right. He's fast. He's got a lot of chest hair. Mm-hmm. He's got a fantastic mustache. It's on the Mount Rushmore mustaches. Oh. I'm taking Thomas Magnum from Magnum P.I. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I you were all right, so Ryan. When you said mustache, I thought you were going somewhere. No, no. You know me, man. I'm all over the place. All right, Ryan. So let the people know where they can find you and when they can sure. listen to you. Sure. And when my damn jersey's going to be here. Your, your jersey's going to be here never. And um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What? Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> Uh, I'll make sure you get it. So, yeah, so... Yeah, I got, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a freaking Royal Ivy uh, jersey An- set in the mail. Game, Andrew Bynum jersey. Yo, go to a thrift shop. No, <laughs> I want my damn jersey. Um, but, yeah, no, if you want to follow us, you can do at the fifth quarter. It's at the fifth Q with a PH, not a five. Uh, and, yeah, we're on every Tuesday nights usually. Um, and then on Saturdays we do our show uh, from 11 to... 12 right now. So. so you go up against Funk and Fantasy? Uh, 
we just podcast. We're not live or anything like I'm that. I'm just saying, man. But uh, yeah, no, we we uh, just gave out a Corey Brewer um, jersey. So oh yeah, so uh, if you guys want to go, yeah, make sure you guys go follow them on Twitter. Yeah, we have a lot and, of engagement and retweet their tweet because you too could win a jersey and, and not never get ever get it. You just don't get them. You just don't <laughs> get it. You, they, you get to retweet it, but you don't get the jersey. Exactly. Hey, 97.5 did that to me recently. They were supposed to send me this nice painting. Never happened. Thanks for having me on, guys. No Appreciate problem. It. Ryan Hassey, everybody. Let me give him a round of applause on the way out. Ryan, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Now, make sure you grab a beer or something. Sit down and have a drink. I'll buy you a beer, man. Go ahead. I'll buy you a beer so you can buy my goddamn jersey. I want to hear, hear what he says when he calls back. I know he's going to listen to that voicemail, and I want to hear it back. He probably didn't answer because it's a 619 phone. Text him. Text him to call me back. I want to hear from Fenster before the damn show's over. Let's get back down to the business. 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. And again, I mentioned it as a heavy heart. It's going to be the last Funk of Fantasy for a couple of weeks, folks. But we're going to be changing some things around, have a lot of fun. Don't worry. Funk of Fantasy during a football season is its own crazy monster, all right? But during the offseason, we do a lot of different things. Yeah. We, go off, we go off the grid. Yeah. We do crazy nonsense. I bring in crazy guests. It's a topical show. Tons of different things. Rosie Red, my, my hairdresser's checking in. Bro, do you see this freaking mop going on up here? It's got no angle. It's got no. It's not laying right. I'm getting ready to go to Atlanta for for the Super Bowl. I can't be looking like this. All right, I'm going in there half cocked. I got to be looking fresh and fly. So I'm coming up. Make, get, put me down for an appointment Thursday, like two o'clock. Please respond back to me so I know it's good. All right, Chuck. Yep. Listeners, pick. I'm gonna take my picks before this one gets. All right, go for yeah, it. But then I need you to check Twitter. All right. So. This guy, uh, he played a fictional running back where uh, he won the Heisman. And I'm going to take my boy, Tom Hanks, at running back. Taking Tom Hanks at running Oh, because of uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. But you just go Tom Hanks. Okay, that's good. That's a good pick. Won the fictional Heisman. He did win the fictional Heisman. No, it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, he was an All-American. Quarterback, I'm taking a guy who's got it between the ears. Light's always on. Mm-hmm. Take my man Thomas Edison. Ooh. My boy Tommy E. You see how this works now? I do. All right, Charlie, we're going right back to it. All right. Now, is, is there any picks on Twitter? I'm looking at it right now. Sometimes there are, sometimes there aren't, and that's okay. People are busy this time of the day. They're going to the gym. They're not going to the gym. They listen to the show, they're all listening to the show. That's what, that's what happens. Jess, what are you eating? Oh, tomato soup? It's good, right? Yeah, I like soup too. <sighs> Charles? All right, we're looking at it now. It is popping up this second. Gotta love this well oiled machine that we have running here every single week, don't you? I blame my phone, man. I'm going to Joe Quills. Joe Quills, you make a damn pick. Quills was here for the first 25 minutes because Charles wasn't. Well, have Joe have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. All righty. Nah, there's nothing on there. It's okay. All right. Uh, let's go quarterback here. All right. Let's see it. 300 game winner. Ooh. I know where he's going. He's, he won. He loves the baseball, he loves the baseball picks. And I do too. He finished off a 26 inning game by pitching two wings in relief and won the second half of what became a double header in Chicago back in the 80s. Okay. Going with Tom Seaver. Okay. Tom Seaver's a good pick. I like it. 
Hmm. You had the baseball pick last week, too. Yeah. He does always have the quarterback baseball pick. I like that. <laughs> Just the last two weeks. He's got a gun, man. He does. And it's fitting. Go, I'm going flex. Ooh. Taking a legit player here. Take my boy Tommy Raffman. Tommy Raffman, a pounder. I'm going three-headed monster at the running back. Yo, that team on Tecmo Super Bowl was unstoppable. I know everybody talks about Oakland Raiders and, and running it with uh, Bo, Bo Jackson. Jackson. Well, he was the mo- yeah. Bo Jackson was literally unstoppable. But, it, but the game was on a grid. All you had to do was follow the grid, and you would never get tackled. Yep. If you just go up, down, up, down, up, down, like you, were, you could go anywhere. Yeah. And no one was going to stop you. Nope. Joe, you got a legit list going on over here, man. That's scary. <laughs> He's got a lot of freaking people written down over there. I got bored at work. I get bored at work all the time, too. So I know when someone else gets bored at work, like Charlie, he yeah. comes up with 10 questions, and we get the Tuesday 10. So, Chuck, let's go have the Tuesday 10. Ryan, you ever been here for a Tuesday 10? So what Charles does is he puts together 10 questions during the course of his day. Totally organic. I have no idea what the hell they are. He, kn- he has no idea what the hell they are. No. He just comes across stuff, and he goes, oh, you know what? I'm going to ask a question. And he asks them every single night on Twitter. But here on Funkin' Fantasy on Tuesdays, we have the Tuesday 10 with Charles. Charlie, take it away. Number one, should someone who escapes their kidnapper on their own receive the reward money for th- that it was being offered? Absolutely! You saved yourself! You earned that money! and <laughs> right! What do you think? Oh, just because... Oh, well... He's free now, so we don't have to pay the reward. <laughs> Fuck that! You owe retributions, man. That's you absolutely you should be allowed to get that money. The FBI may not give the money to that poor little girl out in. Uh... She deserves the cash. Or she could just start a GoFundMe up and get paid like crazy, oh, like that, like that worker from the. Did you? Oh, did did you hear about that? The worker for the fire festival, nah. who lost like one hundred sixty thousand dollars, and they had a GoFundMe page, and she made well over that. So I was watching this documentary on Netflix because I was bored at work. I was watching this documentary on Netflix about the Fire Festival. Remember the Fire Festival that was supposed to happen? Yep. Like Ja Rule. One. By the way, I, I, I want to punch Ja Rule m- more now than I did back in like 2002. All right? So the Fire Festival was this epic shit show of a music festival that was supposed to happen off of this island. It was supposed to be like Pablo Escobar's like private island, right? Mm-hmm. And they charged like all this crazy amount of money for like cabanas and they were loading money on like their um, on like their bracelets and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was all smoke and mirrors, man. Like they were charging thousands of dollars to have these cabanas like rented. They didn't even have the cabanas built yet. It rained the day before, everything was washed away. There wasn't enough food on the island to take care of the people. It was a total absolute shit show. And people lost millions of dollars. And people spent thousands of dollars just to go there. And they had, like, all these people on, like, social media, these social media influencers, like these IG people like Kendall Jenner and all these people posing for pictures, doing stupid, like, oh, yeah, come the fire Festival or whatever. It's going to be, like, off the chain, like all these models and stuff like that who were paid to do this to attract all these people to come there. And it was all scam. And then... There was, like, acts. There were all these musical acts that were booked to go there, right? And then, like, some of the acts were like, yeah, we're, uh, we're really not feeling this. Like, Blink-182 was like, yeah, I'm really not feeling this. So we're going to – we're really trusting the plane they put us on. Like, the windows were, like, coming off the plane. Really? Yeah, it was kind of weird. So they're like, yeah, we're kind of backing out. And then people were just like, well, I don't really know who Blink-182 is. So it's like, I don't really care if they're there or not. So <laughs> who cares? I'm going to go. And when they got to this island, it was hell on earth. It was hell on earth. And they couldn't get them off the island. 
People that were the people that were Wait, how, they wouldn't put it this way: the federal government down there in the Bahamas wouldn't release the water supply that they were owed, that they were supposed to have the clean water drinking supply because no one paid the money. They didn't pay contractors. They didn't pay anything, dude. You're talking about millions and millions of dollars. Jeez. I've been wanting to watch Watch this documentary, dude. It is freaking, it's a horror movie. Let this be a lesson to you, boys and girls. Don't get sucked into these music festivals because Woodstock taught this to us a long, long time ago. We all see the nice stuff that happened about Woodstock and Jimi Hendrix going up there and playing and stuff like that, but we forgot several people died. <laughs> there was no food. There was no water, and it was very bad and poor conditions. And they trashed a guy's farm. Yeah, it was worse now. Understood. All right. So, Charles, Yep. next question. What should be the penalty... Um, for doxing a child associated with a major news story. So you see these kids got doxed. Right. If you don't know what doxing is, it's when somebody takes all your personal information, your phone number and all that, posts it to the internet. So it's really like Facebook. These kids, um, these kids that were at the uh, March for Life down in Washington, uh, a confrontation happened, and some adults decided they were going to take these kids, well, who they thought were the kids that ended up not being them, and put their personal information, put their parents' phone numbers. And the one kid they targeted, it, he ended up, he was at his brother's wedding. He wasn't even at the march. He was just tweeting about it because his friends were there. I don't know, man. I think it's like a slap on the wrist. You think it's a slap yeah, on slap the wrist? Yeah, slap on the wrist. Anybody can get anybody's information now, man. Not like they weren't like empty in bank accounts or anything. No, but I mean, you got people that are threatening these people's lives. Their business ratings on Facebook went from five stars down to one. Swift kicking a dick. How about that? I would like that. that Swift kicking a dick. Swift kicking a dick. Swift. That's nice. I, hey, I like when we get things done. All right. So let it be written. So let it be done. There you go. What's mentally wrong with adults who enjoy harassing children on the internet? You try. Let's. Let's. All right. First of all, let's be careful with the whole mental thing. I don't mean mental, but what's you wrong? Mean, what, what, what happened in this? I'll tell lives? you. You ready? There. Kids are assholes. <laughs> Kids are assholes. There is no empathy from children. There is no empathy from teenagers. They are ignorant little assholes. <laughs> Seriously, that's why. There. There's no respect. There's nothing. So hell yeah, and, and again, and the adults, the, the quote-unquote adults that are going back and forth with them, they're even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're even worse. So what I say is, fuck them. Let them do their thing. Go back and forth till you're blue in the face. I don't care. Next question. All right. What rematch of a conference championship game would you want to see the most? New Orleans Saints, Los Angeles Rams. Played one more time. Really? Yes. They got hosed, man. They got legit hosed. I'm going 2003. Let's put McNabb back on the field right this second. Let them play that out, man. No. I'm not going to. Seriously, this last game was an absolute travesty. It should have never happened. Can we just go to last year and go to the Eagles, Minnesota again? (laughs) Just to enjoy that one more time? Just to enjoy it. Yeah, we could do that. No, I don't really care. Tried. <laughs> Next question. All right. What referee mess up 
was the worst that you have ever seen. I think I already know where you're Well, going. let's just read back into next last week because it was the worst missed call in the history. In the ah, history of the, of the NFL. Although, my, bu- my buddy Steve Librand has a story that he was playing for... He was playing basketball. This was like, you know, teenage years, whatever it was. And the referee called a blocking foul while his team was on offense on someone on the bench. That might be the worst call in sports history. He called the blocking foul on offense when it's a defensive foul on a player that was sitting on the bench. What the fuck were you blocking? Like the bathroom, the donuts, what were you blocking? That's probably it. But no, seriously, last, that last week's... For, there's one other one, and it's Calvin Johnson's catch. Yes. The whole world knows that was a... Calvin Johnson caught that ball with one hand, got up and was like, I'm, I caught it. And the referee's like, well, he didn't control it. What the... F- it was a catch! He controlled it the whole way! Caught it with one That was the... That's why, I, that's why Calvin Johnson retires. Like, I'm done with these goddamn zebras. I'm done with it, dude. I'm done with it. I'm done. Next question. Leon Stickle in the N- N- NHL Finals against the Islanders in 1980. He missed a blatant offside call. No one knows who Leon Stickle is, Joe. Your jort friends in Delco will. No one cares. I have heard the name just because of Delco. All right. Um, what business sign would you most want to steal and put up in your house? So like a neon sign. It could be just a, the sign on the street. Hmm. I always love that old. Uh, oh, here's another famous time. That old Tom Modell. Really? You know, that we'll leave the light on for you. I like that. Um, live nudes. <laughs> yeah, I like live nudes from like the peep shows that down Atlantic City. Yeah. Speaking of Atlantic City, Atlantic City's got a, a new arena football team. Do they really? Yes. Yes. Are they competing with the Soul? I, I guess. Now there's three teams in the league now, but Atlantic City has got. And an, an arena football team. The Trumps? No, I can't call them the Trumps. What are they going to call them? I don't know. The AC Expressways? So I, that's the only thing I know of. The AC Failing Casino? Or the Revel? The Revel? Revels without a cause? Revels without a cause. Ooh, I like that, Charles. Rebels You're clever. Without a cause. Man. Rebels without a cause. What about you, Joe? You got a pick? The Togas. The Togas? Nah, I don't like the Togas. Well, because it's, it's right next to Caesars. They're gonna, probably going to be playing at the convention center. Could, yeah, but I don't know. They're gonna... You could call them the Caesars, right? That won't make any sense. How about, the, I mean, how about the AC Halal Chickens? Because that's all you see down there is, is stands that say Halal Chicken. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. Halal Chicken. You know what Halal means? No. It I means don't. good. Oh, does it? Yeah. You know what means bad? Chicken. Haram. Oh. Haram. It's a little Arabic lesson for you guys out there. Thank you. You're welcome. Next question, Charles. All right. Um, should verified news sources have to publish actual quotes... Or should journalists be allowed to hide behind unnamed sources? You should have to publish the quote. You should have to publish the source. Or else it's just slanderous bullshit. And you should be held liable for those printed words. Now, what if somebody's going to lose their job if they speak on something of that nature? Then what you do is you actually post the quotes from it. You actually post, this is a direct quote from someone that's in 
the marketing, someone that's in the locker room. This is a direct quote from a player. This is a direct quote from someone on the offensive side of the ball. This is exact, and then let people take it from there, but you can directly quote it. I agree. Because if you just sit there and go, I was in a locker room and I was just talking to a few people, and uh, sources from within tell me that uh, they're not too happy with Carson Wentz out there. As who the who are you talking to? I was I was talking to some of the offensive players. Oh, okay, well that narrows it down a little bit because it we just forget about it. it. Didn't come from anybody defensive. Didn't come from this. Didn't come from a coach or one of the staff members trying to start something. It literally came from okay. Obviously, there is at least one person on the offensive side of the ball who is not too happy with said player. So, as a blogger, as somebody that writes... Blogger? I barely even kissed her. <laughs> so, as somebody that writes, and I have a journalism background... <laughs> AC <school>. Boardwalk bums. <laughs> <laughs> AC hobos. I, li- I like that. Yeah, nice. ACH, babe. Sorry. Oh, the hobos. You wave, you, you, wave, you wave your hand in the air at the game and actually throw change at you. It's pretty awesome. You can actually make some money. Now, Sorry, go ahead, Chuck. I find it hard because I'm not around the team ever. I don't have a press pass. So my sources are more out of the locker room and on the streets. So I It's funny to me, too. I'm not being published in a newspaper, though. But if you're going to publish it in a newspaper or Philly Voice, a magazine, you best damn have some sources, and you better be putting names to it. I always felt that way. It's what you're taught when you go to school, when you're in Journalism 101. You have a source. You put the damn name to it. That's what I mean. There's a lot of reputations to go. And, 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 but the thing is, though, when it comes to Twitter, people want information. They want it fast, right? And you want to be a lightning rod. Yeah. And again, don't forget the fact that the season's over. There's nothing to talk about. But what they're going to do is they're going to drag out the off-season crap. And it's like, did you hear Fletcher Cox got a new truck? Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, whatever. I, 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 I heard Lane Johnson was seen coming out of, like, a bowling alley at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Sources within have told me that he bowled at 193. Who, <laughs> who cares? People are just going to say anything they can because hashtagging Eagles draws attention. Yep. That's why this is the time of the year where if you're a quote-unquote real fan or you're, like, this, the, the greatest fan in the world, you take a little time off for yourself. And you pick up a hobby, like going outside, or maybe learning to, to read, or Whoa, taking true. up, uh, I don't know, maybe washing your face, <laughs> taking some sort of pride in what you look like. How about exercise? Take a, take a break from drinking. Start drinking. You know, all those other things. I'm just saying, it's like, maybe this is the time where you, just, you start to broaden your horizons a bit, and don't worry about all the nonsense that's happening for something that doesn't mean anything for the next six bleeping months. Nothing at all. Six months. There's nothing to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles unless they make a deal, unless they make a move. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. The only thing that matters right now in the National Football League are the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. And that's it. That's it. Everybody else... Off-season, guys, you think the Eagles are giving a shit? Hell no. They're on vacation. They are on vacation. When the Eagles lost that, that game, the divisional, champion, the divisional game, yeah. what do you think they did? They went, they went into the locker room. 
They got their stuff. They went home. They drove home. They listened to their music. And they went, oh, well. Time to find someplace warm to go. It's vacation time. Because <laughs> they just got done work. They're on vacation. Yeah. Next question. 100% agree. Thank you, Charles. My voice is a little bit Who's your favorite opening act? My favorite opening act? Yep. As far as like what? That you've gone to see at a, uh, at a, as a, uh, uh, at a concert. The Crows were pretty good, man. Right. The Crows opening for Petty were pretty damn good. Um, Although there was this comedian. I went to see Seinfeld years ago, right? Yeah. The Harris, at Harris in Atlantic City. And there was an opening. I don't remember the comedian, but he was just as good as Jerry. Really? Yeah, like, he, like I would have paid to see that guy, just normal. Yeah. I've seen two opening acts that have outdone the, the uh, show I went to go see. Really? I saw, well, the one I should have known. Um, when I saw the... Could have been that good, Charles. When I saw know. Aerosmith. Okay. They were outplayed by um, Lenny Kravitz, who opened up for them. Okay. And then the other one. Lenny's so overrated, by the way. When I saw. Um, yes. Who sings Rocking in the Free World? Neil Young. Yeah. When I went to go see Neil Young and Crazy Horse. In How Central old are you, Charles? Park, I'm 31. Go see Neil Young for. But. Uh, Act your age, man. Go see Wu Tang or something. I love Rocking in the Free World, man. That's one of my favorite songs. Um, it was supposed to actually be one of their last appearances, too, but, uh... Good. Why can't I think of their name? Drawing a blank, but they outplayed him that day, and, uh, he was actually terrible. Neil Young is not a concert you ever want to go to. I, I've never had any aspirations whatsoever to go My to Neil Young. My dad convinced me, and he was wrong. God couldn't convince me to go see Neil Young. Yeah. Next question. All right. What's the way to get Ben Simmons to shoot a jump shot? I, I, let's see. Um, put in his contract that he has to attempt a certain amount of shots a game. Every time he makes a three, Kylie Jenner takes an article of clothing off. Boom. I don't think that costs him anything. No. I don't. I don't think. I don't know, man. I put in a contract. Put a stipulation. You got to take X amount of shots a year, or else you're not going to get paid. Sure. I just take. Um, all right, last one. You inspired this one, too, there, Luigi. Did I? Yeah. What's the most threatening voicemail you have ever received? Hmm. This, this could take a while. Right. Hmm. The most threatening voicemail I've ever received. Well, I just gave one live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got any response to that yet? He's not ducking me. He may be working on yeah, he should be working. Working on getting my goddamn jersey. That's what he should be doing. Um, you know, fortunately, I've never gotten something where it's been, like, threatening to my life. Uh, I mean, I've gotten the whole, like, uh, you know, we're going to come get your car if you don't, like, make a payment on it soon or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, no, nothing as far as, like, being physically threatened. No. I've, uh, unfortunately, I've, I've had to be on the, the other end of that. But I've never been on the receiving end. No. I got one uh, 2011-ish. Okay. I introduced a friend of mine to a guy I know, and they ended up starting a business relationship where one would buy drugs from the other. 
And when the guy set the other one up, who I introduced him to, not knowing that that's what the friendship was going to become, uh, he started calling me because he got robbed by my friend that uh, him and his dealer wanted to come to me to go get the money. Charlie. You're hanging around some very bad people, Charles. That's not people that I was even... I didn't consider them even friends. You weren't privy to this information? One was... He was my high school practice partner for wrestling, and he was at a party I was at, and he was like, hey, who's this guy? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Hey, man, you know, it happens, Chuck. And you know what? I gave them his address so he could go deal with it. Add a boy. (laughs) Add a boy. Give him the source. That's it. Go take care of it there. All right. So that was it. That was it. That, that was your 10. Tuesday 10. You can go on Twitter. Follow at Dr. Catfish Charlie. You can answer these questions yourself later on tonight Doug for McGregor, yourself. Doug by the way, checks in. What's he saying? He's got a pick. He's got a pick? Yeah. yeah but Jorge, Jorge Luis Diaz made a pick already, too. All right. For the listeners. He took Tommy from Goodfellas All right. at tight end. Tight end. Tommy from Goodfellas. Wait. That was a good pick. I'll take Doug's pick in a second. I got to make a pick, too. Uh, we might have messed up with the uh, why? receivers. Why? No, I'm not going to say why until after the game's over. Yeah, I think you might have to. Let's go with... Uh, I'm going to go defense. Taking the man with the fedora. Mm-hmm. Taking Tommy Landry. Tom Landry at defense. That's what I do, Bo. That's what I do. Oh, I took his pick? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Dougie. I'm should've, sorry, buddy. We should have went with Doug first. I'm sorry, buddy. That's all right. Your pick. All right. We're going to go with his other pick. We're going to put him at flex. Because I think in today's NFL, this actual NFL Hall of Fame wide receiver would be a flex player. He'd be a lot like uh, a Wes Welker or a... Um, what, you mean a Wes Welker? Not a, who the hell is Wes Welker? Wes Welker. Where are you getting your jerseys from? <laughs> It's definitely not fifth quarter. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> We're going with Tommy McDonald. Tommy McDonald's a good pick. And I'll go tight end. Yeah. My next pick. This guy's got a tight end. Ladies love him. The older ladies love him. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite. You know what this is? Taking my boy. Mr. Sex Bob himself. What's wrong, pussycat? Mr. Tom Jones, ladies and gentlemen. He let this ride out. What do you know about this, Chuck? I know. You know this? Yes. Listen to this. Listen to this on the way home tonight. Here we go. Let Tommy take it away. Gotta wait for the hook. Gotta wait for the hook. Now imagine this guy in patent leather right now. You know what the you are flying. Mr. Tom Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Jones. I promise I'll never play that song ever again. Not for anyone else to hear. I like it. I personally like it. All right. So we got two picks left. The listeners at quarterback have Tom Seaver. Their running backs are Tommy Boy Callahan and Tom Hanks. Their wide receiver is Thomas Jefferson and Tom Hardy. 
Tight end is Tommy from Goodfellas, and their flex is Tommy McDonald. Luigi, I. Thomas Edison at quarterback. Thomas the tank engine at running back. Tom Petty, the other running back. My wide receiver is Tom Magnum. My tight end is Tom Jones. My flex is Tom Rothman. And my defense is Tom Landry. So listeners pick. Chuck, you can go defense, you can go kicker. What's it going to be? I got a question before I do. Of course you do. You're Tom Magnum. It's like, yeah. Is that? It's Tom, Tom Selleck. Is that? So it is Tom Selleck? Yeah, I mean, it's Tom art, Selleck. Art, art, art. But I'm going Tommy Magnum. If you take Tom Selleck on this, just Tom Selleck, it's kind of plain Jane, don't you think? Yeah, I think so, too. Right. I got one. Where's it going to be? Go kicker. Take it. I'm taking a guy that has been around for about 180 years. He's <laughs> great American uh, fiction. Oh. We're going Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Little guy. Got Rush on there? I like Tom Sawyer. No, no, no. I don't have any Rush on here. You'll never find Rush on here. <laughs> go wide receiver myself. I need a guy with some style, some pizzazz. It's all about the brand. I'm taking my boy Tommy Hilfiger at wide receiver. What's he going to do, stop you in your wallet? <laughs> Wait, I wonder if it's the same one. Tommy Hilfiger is, is legit. It's, I'm getting kind of sad now, man. Funkin' Fantasy is going to be logging off for the next couple weeks. I'm, I'm going to be in Atlanta. I might do a show live from Radio Row and just pick up all the scraps that are left over after everyone's getting ready to go home, all the, like, the, the C-list and like, R-list celebrities that are hanging around that are left over. That's like you know the, the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview like, all like, those people. That's what I'm going to I'm going to have a, a, a Funkin' Fantasy program of nothing but like our list celebrities. It's going to be epic. I'm going to do it Thursday night next week. It's going to be so much fun. Instead of going to any events, I'm just going to do that. I already got my tux from the Minicos up there on Frankfurt Avenue, 7153 Frankfurt Avenue, up in the beautiful part of Mayfair in Philadelphia. I, let me just tell you something right now. A lot of gold. A lot of gold. A lot of paisley. It's going to be epic. All right. Jess just came over, dropped off some grilled cheese like a good woman bringing sandwiches, oh, doing exactly what she's supposed to be that's doing. genius. All right. Now, Charles is going to make a pick. He's got a genius pick. He can go kicker. No, he can go defense. No, What's no, it going to no, be? I, I, think we, I, got, I think you need to listen to that one first. You guys need to get yourselves together and make a damn pick because i got to log off and go to work. I think this one's better. What's it going to be? We're going to go a fictional guy. All right. We're going to go... No, yeah, no, I think you got to go this no, way. No, no. You're going to go Tom Cat from Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was my next pick. That was my next pick. That's okay, though. I'm going to go kicker. I'm voting Luigi tomorrow. It's a good job out of you. I'm going kicker. There's a lot of guys left off this list. I wanted to go Easy e my boy Tommy Akins, local boy, famous painter. I was thinking about going Tom Hagen from The Godfather. But I'm not going to do that. I could have went Tommy Morrison. Ooh. I go Tommy Hearns. He's got a second movie, by the way, Tommy Morrison. Which is crazy. I know. Him and Magic Johnson, only two guys that beat eights. I'm gonna, I could have went Tom Skerritt, who's been in every single flipping movie you've ever seen in your entire life. Yep. I could have went Tom Cruise. But I'm not going to do that. I could have went Tom Green, but he stinks. Mm-hmm. But I'm going. 
I need my kicker. Like my like my kickers, like they're like multiple split personalities, right? They have to be. Yeah. So like I'm taking a guy who's like two faced. I'm taking my boy Tommy Lee Jones oh, at kicker. Thank you. I thought you were going to take Tommy Lee in his third leg. No, no, I don't need that. I don't, I don't, I don't respect that. <laughs> the man's got no musical ability. Just got a big cock. It is what it is. It's just like me. I have no musical ability. Slightly above average cock. It's just the way it is. It's, it's fine. I don't play instruments. I talk into a microphone. And neither should he. And neither should he. But the crew was about one thing, partying. And partying is exactly what they did. Tommy Gavin from Rescue Me. Tom Chambers. Tom Chambers is another great one. I was thinking about maybe even going uh, Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. I had three. That's a good one. What else did you get? I had Thomas Billington, the Dynamite Kid. Okay. I had your boy Lamar Thomas. Ah, okay. No, that's a last name. Didn't say that in the thing. Oh, I just said people named Tom, not their last one. Come on, man. Thurman Thomas. So good. (laughs) All right, so we're getting ready to lay off here. I got, I'm going to give you guys one more personal request. Yep. Because we're going to be on for a couple weeks. Yep. I'm going to play your favorite drop. What's your favorite drop? I like Jose, what up? You like the Jose, what up? Yep. This one's for Dr. Catfish. Charlie, one last, one last what up for the season. What up? What up? Jose? Joe? Connor McGregor. Oh, the Connor McGregor. The, 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 the sound drop that I made famous. Here it is one more time for everyone. Last time of the season. Who the fuck is that guy? Jess, do you have any favorite drops? She likes that one. We'll do it one more time. Who the fuck is that guy? Ryan, any favorite drops? All right, well, I'm going to go with mine. There's a new one, and that's my boy, Denzel. Ah, you motherfucker. (laughs) That's one of my favorite characters of all time. Oh, man. It's been a hell of a fucking fantasy season. A lot of trials, a lot of tribulations. A lot of people sitting next to me. A lot of people sitting in front of me. A lot of people sitting around me. A lot of people sitting around Facebook Live. The dumpster fire that was and is and always will be this program each and every single Tuesday night. Brought to you by Moonshine down here in beautiful 1825 East Moimenton Avenue in the Pennsport section of Philadelphia. I got that all out one breath. That, my friends, is how you get it done. Remember, don't believe every single thing you hear from every Twitter honk. Okay? Don't believe every source that's noted. Don't believe that Crystal hasn't sat on anything else on her way into Moonshine tonight. And don't believe that we will not be back here after the Super Bowl because we will. Thank Dr. Catfish Charlie for all your un- just dedicated service. I appreciate that, back Joe Quillen. You you've been one of the day oneers. Appreciate you. Love you, Joe Rafino. He's listening back at home. Joe Republic. Joe, Joe Republic. Joe Corrado out there in the Republic- People's Republic of New Jersey. I want to thank Jess for bringing Charles here late each and every single week. <laughs> My boy Ryan Hassey for showing up from the Fifth Quarter Podcast. Make sure you're following him. Make sure you're retweeting for your chance to never, ever, ever receive a jersey. And also, <laughs> thank you to, uh, to Rich here at Moonshine and to... Uh, and to Sam for letting me come in here and spit the uh, spit some game every single week. Thank you to all the listeners here on the Facebook Live, listening on uh, Block Talk Radio, downloading on iTunes and Stitcher and all that other nonsense. Give yourselves a roaring round of applause because you deserve it. And also thank you to me. Thank you to me for, for, for coming here each and every single week, working 90 hours a week, to come in here and talk to you and shoot the shit. Thank I'm you. kidding. Thank I'm kidding. You. You have to no, thank you. I thank you. I'm, the thanks is all for you. But going forward, we'll be back better than ever. Always Funkin' fantasy for the football season. Remember, my, the, the I'm always I'm always there for you when it comes to fantasy, mm-hmm. in and out of the in and out of the football world. It could be any fantasy whatsoever. I will help make it come true. Nice. If not, I'll show you how to do it. But new revamp program coming back in just a few weeks. So I leave you guys with this, as I always do. 
It's not a fantasy if you believe it's real. Good night, everybody. Analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. Encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance.